Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Hey Cat. Hey Moose. Hey Sarah. Hey guys. How uh how is everyone? Cat, you uh just sat down and I asked you if you were angry, but then I've remembered you should be angry. <laughs> right. I am angry and I'm wearing red. That's kind of fitting, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I, I am. I am. Um, I'm a little testy. I'm not necessarily angry. I'm just a little testy. Um, I'm on day three of a cleanse and it is uncomfortable yeah. in this thing called my body. Yeah. I got you some uh, legal weed gummies, the kind that you can actually buy in the store here in Tennessee. Okay, talk to me about like legal and weed do not fit in the same sentence in Tennessee, but you just fit them into the same sentence. So tell me about that. Well, there's a thing called Delta 8 that you is legal that you can buy in any kind of hemp store or whatever. Um, and it comes in every kind. Cream, gummy, smoke it if you toke it, anything like that. Um, so, yeah, it's legal. Like if you got pulled over, you could be like, I bought it down the street. And, and how, but it has, it has marijuana in it. It has T it has Delta eight THC. So it has cannabinoids in it. Um, most people say that Sarah, feel free to help me, but, uh, that Delta eight, um, still gives you kind of the buzz, but doesn't have the psychoactive meaning you don't feel paranoid. So a lot mm. of people who, um, <laughs> feel paranoid on weed prefer Delta eight. And you huh. still get a high. Really? And it's legal. And Delta yeah. 9 is the THC that is illegal here, but like legal in, you know, the other states like Colorado, California, those places, you know, that's Delta 9 THC. So it's the same type. It's just a different, some science thing. And Virginia just went legal. So oh my we're starting state. to be surrounded. We've got Illinois. We've got Virginia. New Jersey, I think, just decriminal, uncriminalized, decriminalized, one of those things. Mm -hmm. So that's usually the first step is when they're like, okay, we're not going to arrest you for a joint. And that's true in Tennessee now, right? I think so. I think so. Hope so. <laughs> see i need you to educate me though because i'm not i'm not as schooled on this stuff so um uh, it's a plant i just want to say that out loud <laughs> like it is a plant everybody's so afraid of any kind of hemp or weed but that's why the state of tennessee is giving out you know incentives for people to buy farmland to grow hemp right now because hmm. they know it's gonna flip yeah Man, that is so smart. Why don't we go buy some land, you guys? Well, I've been yeah. looking. I have a piece in McMinnville. Don't Google it, anybody else. It's mine. And it's eight acres. And I seriously, I, I no joke, like, uh, we have a coworker that just called me the other day and said, I think I'm going to buy land to grow hemp. But it's so easy for like 150 bucks a year. You pay the state of Tennessee for a permit to grow it. And... Um, I'll just say it will be more lucrative by next year, but for now we could learn how to farm it. So is it a thing that like, like, could I just plant a little garden in my backyard? 
That's my question. No. You Why can't. do we have to go buy eight acres? Because it says you really need five in order to be profitable. I've been doing the reading, guys. <laughs> it sounds like you have. It's like you're really, is that your arrow of integration, your five wing? Or your it's five my, arrow? It's, it's disintegration. But I love living in the deep well of like studying a city or studying, like I love stuff like this. Mm-hmm. The problem is I, I'm also, extru- as you know, both of you know, extremely spontaneous. So like, you know, Sarah gets frustrated with me. I don't know why, because I'll be like, or not frustrated. Just like you sort of pull me back, but I'm like, Oh my God, that building's for sale. I need to buy it. And she's like, why? And I'll be like, to start my store. And she's like, Oh, you're starting a store. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, what's going to be in the store? I'm like, books. She's like, books don't make money. And I'm like, well, it's going to be a combination. She loves plants. And I was like, you're actually a co-owner and we'll have plants too. And then Kat, she loves music. So we'll put vinyls in there as well. And it's going to be kind of this cool ass Mod Podge place in the middle of Brentwood. And is it a thing where we could have this like beaded curtain area where I could have a massage room? In yes. The back yeah. Theruana's in the back. All right. All right. <laughs> That's where you do your Theruana. Like people, they can toke it up and then they can go back there. They're already relaxed and they can choose. We're giving away our business plan. Yeah. <laughs> like right here to the entire world. Yeah. I think we got to stop. Yeah. It. I think we got to shut it down. Okay. So I've also was angry today too. Uh oh. Why? <laughs> well, it wasn't you. So don't worry. Oh, you just well. immediately took it on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the plight of a two. <laughs> They've done something wrong. Um, okay, so uh, Sarah and I were outside doing some yard work or something, and she comes over with this look as she's staring at my face. And, you know, there's, like, bugs and life that lives outside. And she comes up <laughs> my forehead like this. So I'm like, what is it? And I'm, like, you know, swiping things away. And she's like, whoa. And I was like, <laughs> what and i'm like i'm embarrassed and i'm freaking out you know and she's like it's so interesting (laughs) (laughs) and then she blames it on science in a minute but she says it's so interesting your makeup from yesterday it's like your pores are pulling it out of your skin (laughs) wait for it wow once you see it you're really gonna want to wash your face So, okay, here's what I heard. This is a this is an example of the stories we tell ourselves. That one, I'm pretty sure I took the right way. But here's what I heard. You are <laughs> disgusting, you mother <laughs> nasty ass. You didn't even wash your makeup off from yesterday. And look how much you're sweating. Oh, my God. Your skin can't even <laughs> breathe. You gross mother you are dirty dirty (laughs) so anyway i just wanted to share that because um we had a whole laugh fest after the fact when i said here's what i heard and of course i went in there i start scrubbing my face and then she starts washing her face and she's trying to explain I meant it as like a science experiment. It was was interesting. I'm like, that's not how that came across. (laughs) Well, I wanted you to be able to see it in the, that super close up mirror that you own. 
Oh, yeah. I have one of those mirrors that, like, <laughs> when you look in it, you're like, oh, my God, I'm 100. <laughs> yeah, there's always something <laughs> yes. wrong. It's, like, the most shameful thing yes. that anyone could buy for yeah. themselves. Yeah. They need to call it the shame mirror. Yes. It totally is. It's like, God. Like, you look in it, and that's your first response. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I, so I guess that only makes matters worse by saying that just now after what you just explained. Yeah. So what do but, you have to say for yourself? Ah, it's still science. I wanted you to see how many pores and how your pores were expressing the sweat and leftover makeup and expelling it from God. your body so that it didn't swallow it. Disgusting. Good job, pores. Good job, pores. <laughs> been cleaner than it is right now that's amazing it reminds me of this thing that um that i've had to learn about with this cleanse that i'm doing one of the things that they recommend is um daily and sometimes even two times a day dry brushing oh i used to do dry brushing when i was like super new agey with your toothbrush (laughs) No, no it's like a bristled brush that don't you brush towards your heart or away from your heart. body, yes. like your skin. Yeah. yeah, you brush your skin. Yeah, I know somebody who sleeps with a brush, <laughs> and he ca- hold on. I got to think of what he calls it. <laughs> his oh. This is the plight of a six. My, oh, he calls it. He calls it his itching brush. What? That's freaking weird. And he itches his entire body with it. His every entire night. body? I think so. I've never slept with him in bed. I, that's what I understand. That, it's in there's bed. a lot of dead skins in his bed. Oh, that's disgusting. It's like, you know how some people need to like rub their feet together when they go to sleep or like rock their body just to kind of uh-huh. like put themselves like that's his thing. Rock- he scratches himself <laughs> with an itching brush. What I want to know is how do you acquire that as a thing? Like I, what happens we can, in your life? We can call him up. I'll tell you who it is later and we'll oh, see if he I, wants I to talk I, about I it. I think I know who it is. I think he'd be I, glad to talk about it. Does it rhyme with Yes. Yeah. Does it rhyme with <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and he'd be glad to come share his story and his okay. testimonial. About- <laughs> Next time we record, let's ask. We need to do a phone call. Just with call him. him in. I was going to say, could we could we invite him to join the podcast? Because like, I mean, he's already famous, so we'd make oh, him he, even more famous. He'd have stories galore. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so back to you, Kat. Sarah stole your story. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry. So how, tell me about your dry brushing. Well, I haven't actually done it. I've just watched videos on it. And I think it is um, it is a practice that I, I feel like I want to be convinced that it will actually make a difference because it feels kind of like I'm all for woo-woo. Like I, I love all that stuff, as you well know. Um, it feels like kind of like a, a bit of a waste of time to me because I don't think I really understand what's happening. Um, I mean, I'm told like tangibly what's happening is like as this cleanse is hopefully detoxifying specifically my liver and my kidneys, um, toxins are going to come out my pores, much like Sarah was interested in in, in your face earlier. See? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so as you as you brush over, you dry brush these pores, it's a little bit like um, what I understand. I haven't taken the class for it yet, but it's a little bit like lymphatic massage. I think it yeah. very, very hmm. gently moves toxins, you know, out or away or whatever it is. And the reality is, is that like, 
I, I'm I'm not eating. I'm not drinking. I don't have the energy to move my body at this point in the cleanse. So the least I could do is just sit around and brush myself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I had a doctor that was a little woo-woo. He took like five grand of my money and Jeez. they closed up shop. I'm oh. not even kidding. Went um, to Maui. Sent me an email that apologized. And I was like, Mm-mm. that's not good enough. It's not okay, um, man. But anyway, his two things for his two main things for me was <laughs> was brushing myself <laughs> oh my and walk in what you know what's called grounding, you know, which uh-huh. is where you walk around outside barefoot, so I love doing that, that you get uh, worms and shit, <laughs> and then the worms turn into tapeworms, and then you lose weight, and then that's the job. And that's science, people. <laughs> science <laughs> that's amazing i might consider like if i could if i could medically have a tapeworm inserted into my body and not do this cleanse like i i would very seriously consider that at this <laughs> juncture okay so what's the hardest thing not being able to drink probably yeah, yeah. and and not being able to eat what i'm what i normally eat because it's all like super super healthy stuff it's it's all just like vegetables and beans and like there are no nuts or no grains or anything like that and so um and then you drink these shakes like depending on what day you're on is how many and how much you drink and then you take these ayurvedic pills and these functional medicine pills and all of that is just not a part of my regular routine so i think to answer your question i had to process it out loud as usual um i i think the thing that's hard is that it is it is um making me make adjustments to my routine and that's uncomfortable. Yeah. I like my routine. Yeah. Um, so I think that is the hardest thing. And, and yes, like not having wine with my dinner, I, I really love having wine with my dinner. So that part has been hard. Um, and then like kind of being told what to do. I'm not the best at that either. So I hate it. I'm with you. Like, that's why I just don't do those things. Like I do, but then I'm just like, about two and a half days in, guaranteed, like a full two and a half days, it hits noon. And I'm just like, you and you and all of you, mother. And like, I, I have demonic creatures that just seep out of my eyes. And like, here's the deal. Like, I'm someone who can totally do it if it's like, for the most part, eat really good. But when I want a mother fried piece of chicken from chick-fil-a i'm not going to be denied it i've never denied myself i know that's hard to believe (laughs) i don't think i've ever truly denied myself if i'm being honest i don't think anybody's ever denied you anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can always sort of find a way out and it's usually with the phrase i deserve this which is really self-sabotage yeah really way to take us down (laughs) uh i gotta tell you about this instagram post that i saw this woman i'm gonna just show it to you here on the zoom you guys watch it here she's about to steal something and i want you to see what it is Is that a bunny rabbit? (laughs) (laughs) It's a chainsaw. No. She's putting it down her pants. (gasps) There is no way that that's real. It is real. Wait, did she put it back on the shelf? 
Well, no, she took it out of the box and then put it down the back of her pants and then just put her jacket over it. But she got arrested for it and they posted the video. And I was like, damn, like if you're going to shoplift, like maybe smart, start with like smaller items and try to be a little less obvious. Well, I mean, maybe she's a professional shoplifter and she shoplifted for years. I mean, if she can shoplift a chainsaw <laughs> down her no pants, kidding. I mean, that's not like a rookie move, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to admit, like. Whether she got caught or not, you are ballsy. If you're if you're like, I'm gonna swing by the Walmart and grab me a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever shoplifted? Never. Really? Never. I don't think I have either. I might have like as a child, and that's what and- I'm saying. Yeah, maybe as a child. I mean, I don't actually remember the occurrence, um, I, but I feel like when I when I consider the feeling in my body, <laughs> <laughs> what comes to my mind right now is a ring pop. So maybe there's something oh. In there. Oh, I think I did too. Guys, can I tell you a story of how bad I was as a child? Yes. Okay. Um. So there. I've already judged her for this. <laughs> it's so bad. Ah. Oh, um. Well, I guess it's not that bad, but for me, it's so bad. Okay, we would go visit my mom every other weekend growing up um, because our parents were divorced. And so on those weekends, um, we would have a lot of free time and just kind of... You would roam the neighborhood. Yeah, we could do whatever we want. And so we would cross go across the street and there was a Kmart there and... My brother and I would go around the parking lot and just look uh, for receipts and find the most expensive item on that receipt and go inside and open up the package and then go return it with the receipt (gasps) and then get whatever it was, like 20 bucks or something, and then just go buy $20 worth of candy. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty genius. (laughs) Isn't that so bad? And we did it all the time, like Almost every weekend for several weeks. I have to blame your brother because he's older than you, isn't he? It might have even been my idea, guys. What I mean, does Sarah, the, what I'm does the brains tell you? I'm the brains yeah. of it. it. I'm certain it was my idea. <laughs> so bad. Isn't that awful? This was like before they had those little detectors and stuff and cameras, you know, yeah. in every store. My my body definitely suggests that it was Sarah's brainchild. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. I'm confessing to the world. Uh, Kmart, I owe you probably eighty dollars. <laughs> I'm I'm sort of impressed and then sort of disappointed. But yeah, yeah <clears throat> that's fair. But I'm also like, wow! Like I just would never think that to like grab the receipt. I bet somebody taught you that. No, I can't. that came out of my own brain. <laughs> it's bad. I think I, I've got I, a criminal I, mind. <laughs> <laughs> I I would like to unpack like I would like to unpack all of this. So Moose, um you said that you were impressed and kind of disappointed. Can you say more about that? Well, because you're not supposed to steal things is the disappointment, but I still love her dearly. Thank but you. I'm 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 more depre- I'm I'm more disappointed in your younger self. I know you would never do that. And then impressed because I would just never think to <laughs> grab receipt. Like that's I feel like that's my mom would say good thinking, Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Thank you. You're welcome. Bonnie. 
<laughs> and Sarah, what what I would like to say, um, I am not, I, I have 0% disappointment in you now or your younger self. Um, oh. I think that that is absolute genius. <laughs> like I just think that that, <laughs> that that is so smart. And, um, and, and, and yeah, I'm really, for some reason, Moose, I'm having a hard time with you assigning disappointment to Sarah's younger self. That's hard for me. Oh, that's okay. She knows me and that I'm not really, I've already judged her. It's in the past and I have, <laughs> I've loved her through it and, and we've gone through rehab and all the things you must do. I've also opened myself up to ridicule by sharing that story openly. Um, because it's not just the two of you now; it is the rest of the world. It's the rest of the to world to know yep. and judge me. I bet there's lots as you of will that as kids were criminals. I would like to hear some stories. In fact, yeah. and I guess this would be a good segue to invite people to share them. Sure. Yeah. Hey, if you have shoplifted or done something else <laughs> terrible, we want to hear about it. That's right. <laughs> share us we your won't. shoplifting stories. And we will not share it with the authorities. As long as you didn't kill someone. I don't want to carry that. <laughs> Did you get away with it? Did you get caught? Those are, I think, important stories. <laughs> That's the promo. <laughs> Kat, can you say something? I, I would really love, <laughs> we would really love to hear your stories about shoplifting as a child. What we don't really want to hear about is if you're still currently shoplifting and <laughs> listening to the podcast, because my guilty conscience will force me to want to um, share with the authorities. And I just don't have time for that in my life. So if you're currently shoplifting, know that we love you. And if we don't know about it, we can't judge you. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was excellent. I, I okay. Let's take a guess of our listeners. Let's say we have what percentage of our listeners do you think are still shoplifting? Uh, <laughs> oh, like one, one or point four? Yeah. Here's what I think is I and I I have actual evidence of this. I think. Well, no, I don't know if it's for real evidence. Um, I think that the adult version of shoplifting is things like um, cheating on your taxes, like driving with your driver's license expired and you know it. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's you know? so not against the freaking law. Well, it's again, it is against, it is the, against law. the law. It should be shoplifting. <laughs> is shoplifting is completely different i don't you know what i i was thinking about this i don't like rules i like to know what the rules are and then sort of screwed around them because i think it's ridiculous that the city wants you to pay them 15 dollars to put an alarm sticker on your window yeah, that is stupid. And I think that's the, all I'm trying to say is I think that's the adult version of shoplifting. And so I do think a large percentage of our listeners are kind of like we are and things like that, like they don't care. You know, it's like, let me go and renew my license plate. No, I don't have time for that. Or I don't want to pay for, you know, my emissions thing to get fixed or whatever it is, you know, and I, I am one of those people. Well, if that's true, Fair. then I'm a child shoplifter because I didn't realize that. you're a child shoplifter. <laughs> yeah, she's comparing them. Okay, I mean I'm an adult breaker of laws because it was seven months <laughs> before I realized that my uh, license needed re not my license my license plate needed that new sticker registration. Thank you registration, 
And I went in and bold face lied to them. And she was like, I'm going to guess that you drove this during the past seven months. And I didn't like her attitude. So I gave her one back and I said, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't drive it. And she's like, you're going to tell me you haven't driven your car in seven months. And I said, you heard me right. I haven't driven my car. And then I said, there's been a pandemic. <laughs> Wow, this is confession hour. Kat, what's yours? And then she was like, okay then. Well, I want you to sign this affidavit and pushes it over to me. That thing was not an affidavit. And by the way, anytime you want to scare the shit out of someone, just tell them to sign an affidavit. Because then you're like, oh shit, am I going to court? And do they have video of me driving? (laughs) They're like, Moose, you need to step up to the stand, please. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I could be like, Yes, I went to Kroger on Mondays. <laughs> That's amazing. Gosh. I, I have um I have consistently almost every year of my life as an adult, I have consistently not renewed um my license plate registration. <laughs> like That's like amazing. it's like I literally like I can't do it. And this year, I don't know what it was about this year for for my pickup truck that I have and for my regular car that I drive every day. When I got the renewal notice, I went that day, got the emissions checked, did the online thing and had my sticker within like a week. And I thought I should be celebrated like the queen of Sheba. Like I I was like, I did an adult thing, you know, (laughs) like I was so (laughs) proud of myself. I agree. Anytime it has anything to do with registering or DMV. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think what should happen because I didn't always feel this way. Like I kind of would figure it out as I was younger. But I think once you're 35, you should be assigned like a really responsible 18 year old that can just be your personal <laughs> assistant, and it's like a mentorship, you yes, know. And yeah. it's like, hey, this is what adulthood looks like. You're gonna do it for <laughs> this person so that you can learn you know, when you need to be able to do it. And Mm -hmm. so you just automatically get assigned a mentee that does your personal assistant registrations. Smart. Yeah. I really, really like this plan. Okay, good. I'm glad you guys like it. Can I, can I take us to a little lighter level? (laughs) (laughs) Lighter than shoplifting. (laughs) Sure. Please take us up out of our moral cave. (laughs) Sarah, don't go anywhere. I need you both to answer each of these six questions. Six. Oh my gosh, six. It's just a Lord. yes or no. We just had everybody like hit pause and like skip to the next podcast. Number one, do you have a deep fear of being criticized? <laughs> <laughs> have you met me? Is that a yes? By some people. Okay. Can Yeah, I don't feel like this is a yes, no. Sometimes. Okay, that's great. Two, there are parts of yourself you're afraid to express or feel shame around. Oh, not at all. Yes. (laughs) Three, you look to other people to know what is the right thing to do or what is true or not true. No. No. I mean, sometimes in in social, like, social, like, industry event situations, sometimes I do. Okay. Work-wise. All right. Number four, you find yourself unconsciously trying to fix, save, or rescue others. Yes. Hell yes for me. No. Okay. 
five. So keep track of how many you said yes to. Oh, God. I think you, <laughs> you didn't say that. You're the one in charge of the game. This is so serious. I didn't know that. I am going to keep track when I listen back later. Okay, great. Um, five, you feel guilty for saying no or for needing space or alone time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Six, you feel responsible for other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm a yes on that too. Okay, so I don't, do you remember how you scored, Kat? Well, I, here's what I know. Is this sounds like something from the holistic psychologist or <laughs> something totally like that? Totally the holistic psychologist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, this sounds like something I would read on their Instagram page. Um, and it usually says something like, you have experienced trauma if, you know, and it's got these things. <laughs> this one is signs you have a wounded inner child. Oh, no wonder I recognize it. I read it this morning. Great. I read it this morning. And I remember thinking like, I don't even need to read this to tell you I have a wounded inner child. Yeah, yeah I had five out of six, you guys. My child is yeah. definitely wounded. <laughs> okay, if Who you do guys- we call for that? You call the holistic psychologist. God bless. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh my God. Okay, if you guys, I wasn't planning this. If you guys had to say where on the body your child was wounded, I want to know where and how they were wounded. Mine was, I was stabbed right in the back between my shoulder, where my shoulders oh. meet my neck. Well, my right there. God. Someone stabbed me, hypothetically. How am I supposed to know where in my body? Oh, I just go with me. Okay, I have a massive head wound. Like I Wow. <laughs> I'm like Saturday Night Live, massive head wound Harry. Sarah, make sure you edit that song Welcome in. Once again entire song. His name is Massive Harry. Head Wound Harry. I Tonight's am that person. Episode, but I'm still part. walking around. Like half of my skull <laughs> is off, but I'm still like smiling and dialing and hey everyone. Can I get another song played on your radio station? There's just like flesh slopping well, off your like, face. I don't like everyone else notices that I need to go to on site to get some therapy. <laughs> but I'm just like, what guys? Everything's fine. I have half of a face. How about you, Kat? I just, all this episode's gonna be is me laughing at you because you're so funny. Um, I think I feel like my wound is like right at the level of my heart and my chest. Yeah. Yep. It is it like a knife or like a like a key machete? It it is something that would make this sound. Oh, it's it's an arrow. Oh, it is an arrow. Mm. No, it's not an arrow. Oh that didn't my resonate. God. Have you been shot through the heart by an arrow? Shot through the heart, and you're too late. But you give love a bad name. I was gonna say maybe Cupid is trying to. Uh, Maybe he accidentally shot you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. I am like a hopeless romantic. Exactly. Like hopeless. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Cupid, like Cupid, like I basically popped out of the wound and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy this life. Yeah. Enjoy this well, life. You do fall in love with fours, which are the romantics on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And fives. And ones, twos, threes, fours. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Are you a person? I love you. <laughs> we need a song about cats' crushes. Oh, cats got another crush. Oh God. Oh, cats got another crush. No. Is it a one, two, three, or four and five and a six, seven, eight, nine? Cats got another crush. <laughs> Okay, so I am super excited about something that I need to tell you guys about, and it's real dorky, and it doesn't have to do with body work. Oh, tell us. I love dorky. <laughs> um, I just got the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Ooh. What does that thing do that mine it doesn't do? Well, it basically flies spaceships, apparently. <laughs> Wait, which phone did you have before this? I had the 8 Plus. Oh, so this is a massive jump for you. Great. Yes, this is a this is a massive jump for me. And my understanding is that the the biggest like ooh thing about it is that it's got like 17 cameras or something like that. Yeah. And like, I'm not a good photographer anyway. And so now you will be now I will be. And I took a picture today of um, the the soup that I had for lunch today was called the warming autumn um, something cleanse detox soup or whatever. Sounds and it was basically terrible. like, mm. Oh, it was actually so good. Mm. It was really, really good. And, um, I took a picture of it with, um, with my new phone and I posted it in the private Facebook group of the other detox people that are in the same torture chamber that I am. <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, my picture looked stunning. Like it looked like something out of a food magazine. It was amazing. That's awesome. See? These, the three cam. is it have more than three? I think it's got three cameras and then it's got a, a little like thing that is the quote unquote flash. And if you look really, really close to it, there's like, it's like a little like ring of light, actually. Oh, cool. Like little, oh, little wow. beads of light. Like it lights up what you're doing? What well, you're... Kind of like a flash does. Yeah. That's, That's cool. Super cool. Yeah. It's super neat. And so, of course, Ed, as is consistent with Apple upgrades, um, there's a new connection that it has. Oh, yeah. Like it, it has the lightning connection like most iPhones do, but the other end of it is a USB-C. Yep. Yeah. Guess what they don't send you with it? The charging block. <laughs> so unless you have an Apple product that is upgraded enough to have a USB-C place to plug in you can't plug in your new phone i think they assume that you have like a macbook pro already exactly it is just it's a brilliant brilliant marketing scheme that makes me really angry completely and then you buy one off amazon and think it's good enough and it shits the bed four days later <laughs> right exactly so then you end up buying four from apple at like 48 dollars <laughs> a pop 100 <laughs> percent. do you like shark week I don't really know anything about Shark Week, except that my nephew is kind of obsessed with sharks. And so I'm aware that it's a thing, but I, I don't I don't even know if I like it. It seems kind of scary to me. Yeah, I watched like 14 of them. And now I never want to go into the ocean again Yeah, because it was like murder. It was just basically Dateline, but with sharks. <laughs> it sounds horrible. <laughs> it was, was awesome. It was horrible. And then next thing they do, I got stuck on this one on Discovery that was about sharks. But then they were like, oh, you think sharks are the scariest mammal? 
Are they mammals? I don't know. But anyway, um, no. Do you know what the scariest, like, what? Okay. What mammal kills more people every year? More than sharks. Other humans. (laughs) (laughs) No, hippos. What? Yes, freaking hippos. I watched this show. Hippos are no longer freaking cute. Those things may be very large, but they they freaking live in the water so they're probably aliens but they can run in the water like a million miles an hour really and so why are humans in water with hippos is what i want to know hippos kill about 500 people every year in africa not only can they kill by biting but they can also kill by sitting on humans (laughs) they weigh over six thousand pounds and they literally we watch the show they literally run through the water they don't swim have you ever tried running through water yeah it's very difficult so imagine how heavy and how much muscle they have and i don't know how fast they can move through water but it's pretty dang quick their jaw can open 180 degrees and not only can they kill by biting Oh, you already said that. They kill by sitting on humans. Whales and dolphins are the hippo's closest cousin. But because of how many people they kill? No! (laughs) (laughs) That was just another separate fact that I wrote down during the episode. (laughs) Sorry, that was... (laughs) And there should have been a pause so you know the paragraph ended. And then now I would like to say, oh, one more thing. (laughs) <laughs> whales and dolphins are the hippo's closest cousin isn't that odd and i still want to go because they kill a lot of people no i think it's probably their skin but why did why does this new paragraph say that well it doesn't i just wrote notes while i was watching the episode because <laughs> i was so freaking fascinated wow it's my professor moose moment Okay, so I have I have questions. <laughs> I always have questions. <laughs> I love how we went from our wounded child to wait shoplifting to our wounded child to what was the thing that you shared right before hippos? Oh, the iPhone. Yeah, who cares about that? It's probably going to get edited out. No, it's not. And then hippos. Like, that's what you get from the Cat and Moose podcast. It, it is what you get. And it is why all of our therapists are going to be in a job for the rest of their <laughs> lifetimes if they want to be. Oh, Lord. Um, I, I really do have questions. So you you stated some sort of fact, like the mammal that kills the most humans every year is the hippo. And then you said that the hippo kills about 500 people in Africa every year. So are you saying that literally like that's the mammal for sure that no. kills the most humans? No. I, I made that up before I read what my notes. <clears throat> oh. So what I'm saying is the hippo kills more people every year than sharks do. Oh, okay. Let's okay. start. Let's start there, Sarah, as we edit. <laughs> Or maybe let's just leave it. But Sarah, do you can you find out what what mammal kills the most humans? From shoplifting to murder. Can you tell us if it's humans? Uh the the thing the number one killer is actually uh yeah, human beings. Homo, <laughs> homo sapiens. Okay, good. Well, good. Well, and it makes me it makes me understand why like when we were kids there was that hungry hungry hippo game oh yes yeah he's hungry to kill the humans that is sick sick basically the marbles are 
the humans, humans. Right. human skulls rolling around. Oh, that's, I forget really... one other topic we've covered. <laughs> if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you were wounded, it was an actual wound. Where was your wound? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Stop right now what you're doing. If you're driving, pull over. <laughs> and we want you to pull out your phone and type in this number and send us a text. So open your messages. If you're on Android, I don't know what you do. Type in some sort of code. <laughs> Who knows? Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> All right. So, so get out your phone and text one 528 6665 that's one 528 6665 That is our phone number. You can call us. Don't worry, we don't answer. Leave a message. Or you can text us and we'll get it immediately. But we would love for you to save that number in your phone. So when you're listening, you can just pull up Cat and Moose Hotline and send us a text. And you can send us a text about anything. And you can you can text us about things you want to talk to us about. You can text us and tell us how ridiculous we are. Um, really anything you want to. We love hearing from you. That's one 528 the devil five. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so if you're going to call us, text us, put our contact info in your phone. Cat and Moose Podcast. The number is one 528 6665 The number is one 528 the devil's favorite number, five. Okay, mm. Um, mm. I have a couple other things. No, I, I have something this week. I have Great. something too that I think you will harass the hell out of me about. Great. Moose... I have put something on your desk, and I would like you to open it. Okay. It's this box. She told me it was good. Mm. Do you know what it is, Kat? Mm-mm. Do you not, really? Mm-mm. If you listened last week, you may, you may enjoy. Oh, I remember. Oh, I definitely know what it is. Can you put it in the camera so that the viewers can view? All right, viewers. Please view. Oh, it <laughs> smells like a... No offense, but it smells like good Goodwill. It did come from Etsy, so eh. it probably is from Goodwill. Somebody could be, house. could be. Please don't break it. Be very gentle. It's fragile. Is this gonna freak me out? Uh-huh. I hope so. God, I hope so. God, it stinks. <laughs> God, something is on it. <laughs> <laughs> That is so weird, man. Doesn't it look and it's broken? Like that's even weirder. Did it say it was broken? No. This is twenty-two bucks. That is there something inside? Oh my god! You guys, I'm not kidding. Can you see? It's a freaking. (laughs) It looks like a freaking worm. Yeah, there's something in there, man. Sarah, can you look? Oh my god, that is a worm. Okay, can you tell people what they heard, saw? Well, yeah. Okay, so if you aren't a patron, well, you should probably just pay $5. <laughs> that is so freaking creepy. You know that freaking objects can have energy. We need to put bury that somewhere, not on this property. <laughs> this is definitely showing up around the house in various places. <laughs> you know what? Something's wrong with you both. Okay, I need to talk to you guys about something that is absolutely insane. Me too. What do you got? 
in Dubai is now the world's deepest pool. How deep? 196 feet with the volume of six Olympic size swimming pools. Why does it exist? Let me tell you about it. It is an underwater city with apartments. What? A library and an arcade for divers to explore. What? Is it, wait, was it underwater or did they build it underwater? They built it. Look. Oh, okay. So it's like living underwater. Okay, got it. Yeah, so you can, it opens at the end of this year. I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't pay to do that. I wouldn't either. It's like, go and do things that you no- normally do and do them in a dive suit underwater. Like, if I wanted to dive underwater, I would want to do and see things I've never seen. I wouldn't want to go play pool. I bet it's probably like the ultimate for divers, though. You know what I mean? If they're Why? like, oh, my no. God, there's like a place that we can spend all day and explore and play no, pool. That's called like a sunken ship, ship, ship <laughs> with treasure. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you, Sarah. I don't know. I think if if you're a diver, tell us. And do you think that's cool? I don't think we have any listeners who are divers. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it wrong, <laughs> listeners. Why don't we have listeners who are divers? I just don't. I just think that our listeners don't do that kind of stuff. What do our listeners do? Like read books? Um, they're just. I just don't think they're scuba divers. (laughs) All right, prove cat wrong. Prove her wrong. Prove her wrong. Prove her wrong. Prove her wrong. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of upset about something and I'm having a little bit of a hard time like getting past it and I want to get your perspective on it. So we talk about, you know, the universe and um, you know, magical things happening and like the secret and stuff like that. Well, I had an experience where at least my perspective is that the opposite of that happened to me this week. Okay, what's the opposite? It felt like unconnected to the universe. Like it felt like un, uh, un woo way. Like it just felt absolutely back ass words. So, yeah. um, okay, so here's what happened is um, I was at um, a work thing that I had to be at and the work thing was running long. And so I had to miss school that night. And so when I missed school that night, um, I got a couple of texts from my classmates and they were like, we hope you're okay. Like we missed you, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I just had a work thing run over. And, um, and I just wasn't that concerned about missing it because the material is it's this quarter is business and marketing. And so I just wasn't super like worried about, cause I think we were learning like how to write a resume, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, I, I don't already know how to do that. I'm not saying that I'm smarter than the class or anything. I just felt like, okay, it's going to be okay if I miss this week. It's not like missing a week of kinesiology, which about sunk me. Okay. And so anyway, fast forward to, um, my body work appointment this week with my, my practitioner and we were talking and I basically found out through our conversation that she was the guest speaker at school this week. Oh, wow. And I missed it. I'm sorry. I was so sad. How come they didn't tell you you were having a guest speaker? Well, they said that we will occasionally have guest speakers, but like they didn't say like when or who or anything like that. And I felt like, man, like how cool would it have been to like get to introduce like my practitioner to all of my body work 
colleague friends that like, like I just thought that would be like a cool moment. And like, I just felt like it was like such a drag that like the one night I wasn't at school that happened. What's I'm, that about? I, I don't know, but I would be upset too. Would you? Yeah. But you, but I get it. You had to stick around for work. Like that shit happens, but I would have been disappointed as well. Yeah. It's like if you went to a conference and your therapist was there. Oh, like totally. giving a talk, you know, I'm going to any conference my therapist is at. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do as patients. We stalk you. I'm just kidding. We don't. Really do <laughs> yeah, that no, we don't at all. That was a joke. If the police are watching, that was a joke. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in my therapy appointment, I want to just say something about therapy. We talk a lot about like how everything just goes really well and how, you know, our therapists inspire us. And, I just want to say there are times that things don't work out like we would want them to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I had a session last week and I was tackling this overwhelming feeling of fill in the blank. And <clears throat> one of the things that my therapist did was she was like, okay, let's do um, basically the conversation. So she brings in three people who um, she asked me who they are. And they're usually wise people. And this time around, it was Ram Das and someone named Freedom. Mm. And then my dog, Sammy, came in as my oh. comfort. Mm. Um, but I just want to say out loud, like, it doesn't always make sense. Because sometimes I think you hear other people talking about therapy and you're like, okay, either I don't have that same connection with my therapist or I must not be enlightened enough or whatever. And I, like, this week, I had... I had these conversations and I walked out of it going like, I have no idea what the hell just happened, but it still felt good to talk about stuff. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. like anything, anyone did anything wrong. Um, but anyway, I was talking to my therapist about, um, I've been reading or actually listening to, um, what is it called? The body, the body keeps the score. Yeah. Body keeps the score. And she was like, you know, that's a great book, but it's really heady. She's like, I, I have another book I want you to read. And so she told me about this book, which I love the front of Outrageous it. Openness, Letting the Divine Take the Lead. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So she was like, all right, I want you to get this book, Outrageous Openness. Um, and she's like, you'll love it because the chapters are about one and a half pages. And I was like, what does <laughs> <Nice>. that mean? <laughs> which meant she was right. Um, so I want to read this because this chapter is so fascinating to me. And it has to do with reincarnation, which we love, like, going back and forth of if we believe in. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to read this to you because I just thought it was so good. So the author is Tasha Silver, for those of you who want to read it as well. All right. So she, it's called Reincarnation, Love, and Jesus. <clears throat> and then she puts this roomy quote at the beginning. There is some kiss we want with our whole lives, the touch of spirit upon the body. And then she says, the idea of past lives has always just made practical sense to me. How else can we explain why a person or place feels overwhelmingly familiar from the start or how phenomenal talents emerge with no training? How would Mozart compose sonatas at age seven? And how could a New Yorker I know feel her way around Paris from day one without a map? I gave a reading once to a Japanese woman who grew up consumed by the tango. As a child outside Kyoto, she found a sultry album that saved her sanity. Moving to Argentina in her 20s to study, then she traveled the world as a dancer and teacher. I remember her saying, 
My torrid, passionate Latin soul was birthed in wet, cold Japan. All of which explains my love affair with Jesus. Here I am, from a fine, upstanding Jewish family with three uncles and three cousins who are rabbis. But I've always had an abiding, fiery love for him. Jesus, that is. Mind you, I never wanted to convert to Christianity. I love that line. Or any other religion for that matter. I just loved him. I watched Agnes of God in a Greenwich Village movie house many years ago. And an extraordinary scene still seared in my psyche. Meg Tilly took her novice vows lying on the wooden convent floor to ecstatically intone, I am the bride of Christ. I am the bride of Christ. I can still see her round shaved head, her glistening gold wedding band and her dark robes. The next thing I knew, I was uncontrollably shaking, sobbing, flooded with memory. How else to explain but past lives as a nun? Hell, I grew up with a Hebrew school three times a week, was even bought mitzvahed, yet there I was, the love of Jesus ripping through me in that theater like a cyclone. I was crying so hard, the woman in the next seat shot me a dirty look and moved her row. (laughs) So every Christmas, I decorate a small silver tree in my living room with tinsel, popcorn, and twinkling lights. That alone would have been quite the shanda or scandal in my childhood. And every Good Friday, I sit for hours in Grace Cathedral in San Francisco. When this holy day coincides with the sacred week of Passover, I walk afterward to David's Deli down the street for chicken matzo ball soup. But my heart is on that cross. However, it's also with the Buddha, Lord Shiva, Ganesh, Kala, and every other scintillating, riveting, mesmerizing, intoxicating form of divine love I am drawn to each day like a flame. So I kiss the statues on my altar and bathe their little feet in rose water. I make them tiny necklaces of amethyst and pearl. I feed them almonds, oranges, and sometimes even Chinese food. You see, when it comes to God, I am utterly, completely, and madly polyamorous. And to tell you the truth, I just don't think Jesus would mind. Not at all. Wow. Wow. I love that she said with God, I'm polyamorous. Like that, what a, what a scandalous thing to say. I know. I just thought it was such an interesting take, you know, like for some reason she is drawn to Jesus. She happens to be Jewish, whether that's a past life thing or not. And it's like, it just makes you go like, I can learn from all faiths. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. It reminds me of that book that um, that Stacy told us to read, that Holy Envy. I've I've got it on Audible. Um, it's actually up next in my queue. Oh, really? I actually mm-hmm. have it on there too. We should listen together and do a book club. Just kidding. I don't do book clubs. <laughs> me either. Because I let people down. Do you remember that book club we were in with? Yes. Yes, I totally do. Do you remember how panicked I would be? Ever? It was Monday afternoons yeah. and. We would just go over and meet at a restaurant. Was it a Bible study? It was like a, um, she was developing a curriculum. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 Which is what she does and is incredible at. Right. But I remember like, I, again, back to like you not wanting to be told what to do. (laughs) I'm the exact same way. Like I was like, I don't want to read that book. Yeah. So I would just fake it and then just like eat a lot when people were talking. <laughs> like I just was like, this is not my vibe. I'd actually rather every other book clubs where everyone else reads it and you just get to come and like learn about what the book said. Okay. That would be so awesome. I love that. 
I think we should do that. Maybe we our should. listeners could read books and then tell us the high points. Yes. Like, or, or just like have all of our smart friends, like sit around and talk to each other about the books that they've been reading and just sit there and listen. That's a really good idea, but we wouldn't really get invited to that party. Would we? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like our personalities would totally get us in. Oh yeah. Good. Let's try it. <laughs> Producer Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production.